Thanks for tuning in, Witch and Witch Curious Folks. The following shows are stripped audio from the YouTube show Psychic Witch Talk, which ran for a while in 2017 and 2018. You can still find the YouTube shows by searching for Psychic Witch Talk on YouTube. At the time they were filmed, both the hosts worked as full-time psychics in the San Francisco Bay Area. Christine Rossi, as of 2020, works as the psychic in the Aquarian-era New Age shop in Concord, California. Diana works as a freelance psychic reader and is the co-owner of Golden Apple Metaphysical, which is based in San Francisco, California. Hi, and thanks for watching The Psychic View, shot in the Mystic Dream in Walnut Creek, California. I'm Diana Rachel, and this is Christine Rossi. Nice to meet you. And today we are talking about divination methods, since this is pretty much what we are here to do. <laughs> so um, I guess the first one would be Terrell. Yes. So, um, and do you use Terrell? I do. Uh, I think we're both fairly heavy tarot readers. Yeah, I use uh, Oracle cards, Tarot, and Intuition. You know, and I, we didn't write that one down. Well, I think that's because it's just, <laughs> it's sort of like the just add water. You assume there's water to add to the powder or something, yeah, I guess. Yeah, never assume. You know what happens with that, right? All the time. Right. Every day of my life sometimes. <laughs> so um, did you, do you have Tarot cards or are you using Lenormand I, deck? Today? I actually use both. I'm still learning Lenormand because it's very different from Tarot. Very much. And for people that are confused, there's... There's actually no correct way to say tarot. We've tarot. All, tarot, tarots. I like to use tarot to to uh, identify the Italian court game that the De Medici's played. Ah. Because you the tarot was actually originally designed as a game for bored Italian royals. And nice. playing cards were actually originally the original fortune telling cards. Which Yes. That's um, the Lenormand. Yeah, the Lenormand. And actually, the, the poker decks, the poker cards you use now can be used that way, too. My first fortune-telling experience was actually a friend reading with regular playing cards for me. Gosh, I've only had that happen uh, one time. I, I had a book on it a long time ago. And it was like, ooh, there's be a lot of memorizing going on. Yeah, well, because you actually have to have a much deeper sense of a specific type of numerology. Mm -hmm. And it... It's actually kind of hard to do. You can. You really can't. You can't guess. It's not as fluid or as open to interpretation as tarot cards are. So I guess, do you have a favorite deck? or? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, and the deck that I use on a daily basis, pretty much, as far as tarot, uh, is the Book of Shadows, which I'll bring it up like this one. Show you know, I didn't expect to like that one, and it turned out to have a lot more depth than I expected. A lot more. Yeah, yeah. when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, foo-foo, you know, it's all fluffy. And it's, yeah. um, it has a lot of uh, just everyday... I'm going to hold it up a little closer to the camera? Like that. Yeah. Everyday kind of card, um, along with some wonderful graphics like that. But mostly it is showing people... That are a non-classical. Uh, and I like how there's a lot of shading, and so you get the sense of light and shadow and season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's... Let me find one here. <laughs> this is a good one. So, gee, I wonder, five of chalices. What do you think? Alcoholism. <laughs> so they, they make for a very easy read, but more than that... Um, 
what I have found, as with any deck that um, has, I have used, and I'm going to guess you as well, mm -hmm. um, that you get used to certain cards come up specifically in certain situations. And so you know that that has a specific meaning for you. When this card comes up, no matter whose reading it's in, it usually means whatever that meaning has been given to the card. I have occasionally found a meaning change because when I read, I've noticed that, okay, the cards will have one context with the conversations they have with me. Mm -hmm. And then they will have a context in the conversation they have with each other. So the devil and temperance could be having a torrid affair, depending on the situation. <laughs> like it, okay. It's all in how they okay. fall together. Okay. And that's trippy, but opposites attract, I guess. And then it will also change in context to the person I'm reading for. And like the more open the person I'm reading for is to me, the more clear the cards become. And sometimes like sometimes people get worried about bringing their kids into readings. Yes. And I've noticed that when there's a third party there that's open to this, that enjoys this, they will see details that I might not identify that oh, adds some levels of depth. That's interesting. So um, <clears throat> it's a little off track, but um, how do you feel about children being in a reading? I've, sitting in you know on the side as long as their parents are there i'm okay with it i mean it's partly because there's so much superstition around tarot card reading and fortune telling and it, it's strange because it's a superstitious practice but then people are superstitious about it and that's just kind of overload i mean so one of the card one of the decks that i love reading with and we actually do offer this uh the book of shadows and this one are offered at the at the shop is the Toth Tarot, which is oh, yes. associated with yeah, it's associated with Alistair Crowley, and he was off his rocker and a bit of an addict himself, but he was also a very brilliant occultist. And one of the reasons I love these cards is even if I'm having an off day, these cards never have an off day. The problem with that is that also means that they do not soften the blow, and if I'm and something. I, there's different philosophies about, yes, the cards are, could be just cardboard with pictures on them, but I do feel like they do have a personality and spirit to themselves, and some spirits will want to work with you and others won't. I mean, the Housewives Tarot is lovely and funny and puts me in a I have that deck. It puts me in a murderous rage, so I can't use it. Okay. <laughs> I am just not a creature the of the 50s. The comes out and, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, and my wife is pretty much putting a heart limit on that kind of thing, so we just don't do that anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. I um, I was gifted uh, that deck uh, by a friend, and I thought, oh, listen, this is cute. No. <laughs> I do not resonate with it. So. Yeah. yeah, it's not... I know some people that... I'm not bad-mouthing it. I just don't resonate with yeah, it. And, and this is the thing. It, it's a neurological wiring thing. I'm never going to like mushrooms because that's the way my brains are wired. I, my brain cells are wired on a good day. <laughs> uh, and there will be some decks and some art that speaks to you. I'm very fond of using the Salvador Dali tarot. Mm, a lot of people beautiful. find that too intense. I occasionally... I have a book review gig where I get to review books and tarot cards for... A site That's called nice. FacingNorth.net. It's a good gig, especially with as much as I read. So this way, my bad habit is actually in some way paid for. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have you know money left for you know groceries and yeah. rents and yeah. you know getting here. But anyway, one of the things that I've 
found in reviewing tarot is there was a phase where it was super trendy to make a tarot deck. And there are still people that make tarot decks all the time. If you search tarot on kickstarter.com or Indiegogo, you will find all kinds of cool stuff. There's a David Bowie tarot. My wife has decided she wants to learn tarot, so she's learning tarot based on the cartoon Steven's Universe. Oh my goodness. And it speaks to her. And I think there's only been once or twice where I found a deck that won't speak to anyone. And the one I found was one years ago, like around 2002, 2003, that was a baseball tarot that unfortunately misunderstood both the tarot and the game. It okay, just didn't I don't think I've ever seen that one. I think you could actually, you, because you can create a divination system out of li literally anything you wanted to. Absolutely. I mean, you've done the flower thing. He loves me. He loves me not. You know, prenup, no prenup, whatever you want to do. But um, prenup. Yeah, generally. Well, <laughs> as the person who wrote a book about a divorce and a sidebar, yes. is getting a prenup that discusses how you will handle the marriage when you get pro have problems will go a long way in having a better marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, so that sidebar set aside, because you can make it out of anything, you could probably use baseball as a divination method. So, for example... If something gets to 10 innings and something happens in the bottom of the ninth and you decide before it gets there what that thing you're trying to figure out is going to happen is or based on whatever words you can extract from the first baseman's last name <laughs> spelled backwards, <laughs> as long as you can assign a meaning to it beforehand, you can probably get something out of it. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, quite some time ago, I took a, uh, a class on um, uh, root work and uh, divination. And uh, in the class, we were told that you could pretty much walk down a street and pick up things that you find, assign meanings to them, and use them in your bone collection and throw bones. Now, I don't have a bone collection and I don't throw bones, but I did go through and clean out my uh, jewelry box mm -hmm. and pulled out old charms and rings and things that I wasn't using and assigned meanings to them and uh, tried doing it. And it does work. It actually it's, does work. It's very cool. It's, it's where I was living in Minneapolis. It was a very heavily dominated Somali community. And so I think, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that divination was frowned on, but still practiced. Okay. And so I would walk into shops and men would be gathered around their dominoes and they would be using them and clearly reading them and examining them. And they were just using regular playing dominoes to do this. And of course, as soon as they realized a customer walked in, they'd start playing dominoes, but you could tell Wasn't from the configuration that, that is not well, what they were doing. Sure. Yeah, why not? Right? Right. It's just numbers. It's the same thing that cards were. It's it, numbers. Yeah, and it's a good way so. to cover. So Yeah, that's very and good. And you can probably do the same thing with dice even. Absolutely. So you use... Um... I, you well, I can use... I'm pretty good in that I'm fluid in most tarots, except ones that induce rage. <laughs> so I've used several tarot over the years. I think the only other one that I can use, but it comes and goes, is... Oh, I can't remember. It was Ellen Cannon Reads Tarot. Okay, you're I, way ahead of me on names because I don't remember names. It, well, it's based on, it was, she was trying to combine Wicca and Kabbalah. Oh. And mostly I was just distracted by the bodybuilding one because it was very good art. It was very good, good art. art and it was right after I was divorced. So well, I was very easily distracted. Nice. So. Yeah, good art is always nice. 
Okay. All right. And so, okay. So for this next segment, we're going to be talking about divination with pendulums, which can be used in a lot of cool ways. They can be used as diagnostic tools when you're looking for a tricky spot to do energy cleansings. They can be used for dousing, although along with dousing rods, which probably works slightly better if you're actually looking for water, mm-hmm. they can be used occasionally to swing things and knock someone upside the head but i've only done that once yes and no yes and no. yes they're good for yes and no divination and for narrowing things down especially when someone needs clarity and doesn't quite get it so would you like to demonstrate how to attune a pendulum uh usually what i do is introduce myself and say hello and there we go (laughs) they're very polite um and um what i usually do is hold it and so i'm trying to hold it up like this let me put my elbow up on something so it can be in the camera angle and just you can hold it close up here okay like that now i don't know if it's i've never done it like that before but we'll try it this way all right let me bring it down some more sorry about the time okay stop and would you show me a yes, please? Okay, it does a circle for yes. And I need to prop my elbow up though, so that I'm not moving. Okay, there we go. That better? Yeah. And then show me a no, please. This was pretty active little guy. Oh yeah, Thank he's you. talkative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, stop, please. Okay, question? Okay, you're a guinea pig. Oh, gosh. This is our guinea pig, April. She also worked for the shop Hi. at the Mystic Dream. And we are both playing with pendulums that are for sale at the Mystic Dream. Oh, yeah, they got a ton of them. Hmm. Many. Um, is it going to be really hot in San Francisco tomorrow? Define hot. Is it going to be, like, unbearably hot? No. No? Okay, and for a frame of reference, we're shooting this over Gay Pride Weekends, so this is a point of concern. <laughs> for all the people that are going to be there, they, they might I'm, be I'm hot, invested. but I'm not, invested. not weather-wise. <laughs> there might be a lot of hotness going on. Well, my wife will be there, so I'm sure, but yeah. Okay, one more question? Um, all right, oh, gosh, I didn't think of one beforehand. I really should have done this. Clearly, we don't rehearse this. <laughs> um, is the new Independence Day movie a good movie? That's a matter of opinion. I don't think a pendulum oh, can it. answer that. Um, it's not answering either. I don't mm. think it wants to see the movie. <laughs> uh, okay, so I can't think. I'm going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> is our series with the psychic view going to be successful? Yay! And yes, it is. <laughs> Good. Okay. okay. And, so, and so, and I don't know if you want a book or how you do yours, but I usually so, have to have support. <laughs> okay. So mine, and usually I try to get my elbows stable. One of the things is we want it to. Okay. Could you stop, please? All right. No. <laughs> All right. So I think there's a little bit too much inertia mm. or one of those physics things going on. So you want to get it narrow enough that it doesn't have a lot of room to move because there are people who argue that the pendulum is operated on subconscious movements. Is it okay if I borrow your... Yeah, no, kinetic. Uh, 
Yeah, it's basically your muscles are making subconscious movements. I've gotten to get them perfectly still and I cannot sit still to save my life. So I don't agree with that. Mm. My style is to go ahead and, and say, okay, show me your yes. And that's a good back and forth, which is different from what I was doing before. But, you know, it changes its mind to you. Now, what does no look like to you? Show me a no, please. And so it's going up and down for a no, which is, thank you very much. Would you like to stop, stop please? And it doesn't want to stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 I'm moving. I don't, I don't want to. And this is divination. This is divination. <laughs> yeah. And because we, I'm an animist, so I deal with the personality inherent in all things. And so this little guy's got a strong personality of his own. Or actually, woman, pardon me, I just got voiceably corrected. (laughs) So this lady needs some acknowledgement. So my question is, would you like to work with me? No. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to honor that. She does not like the camera. Okay. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. That's that's the main thing. And, And that's a good thing for everybody to take note of is that when you are picking out a pendulum, that you ask, will you work with me instead of, oh, this is pretty. I want this. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't want to go home with you. It's not personal. It's just stone. <laughs> it's energies. It's, yeah. 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 Totally. And, you know, I actually have a lovely rose quartz that will work with me anytime. Most of the time, I'll just take my necklace off mm. and yeah. use mm. that. And it's partly because it's a, a hummingbird which is Chuparosa spirit, which is a love spirit. And I work mostly with love energies. I'm dedicated to the to the god Eros. And it's a daddy-daughter thing. It's very odd. But, you know, basically energies and spirits associated with love across most cultures are willing to work with me. And Chuparosa and I get along well because, you know, hummingbirds and fat girls are very similar in that you never expect them to be able to fight back and we're the secret badasses of the animal kingdom. <laughs> All right, true. so so this works for you. Yeah, so this is Chiparosa, so you can see the hummingbird. And can you show me what a yes looks like? And can you show me a no? All right, and stop. And would you like to work with me today? Okay. All right, so my question for myself is, what, okay, do I still have more cleanup work to do? Yes. All right. And we know this. Now, April, is there a question that you've had time to think of? Um, yeah, sure. Um, will I have a girlfriend by the end of the year? Okay. Will April have a girlfriend by the end of the year? All right. Let's. First of all, I need you to sit still. This is the other thing. It's appropriate for Chuparosa. Yeah. Well, this is the thing because it's a hummingbird and it is Chuparosa. It's like, oh, do you want me to go look for one? I'll go look for one. <laughs> Give me a list. All right. Will April have a girlfriend by the end of this year if she doesn't do anything differently? Yes. Yeah. Will this be good for her? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that might be something we take to a tarot reading to identify get some patterns. Clarity, clarity on that one. Yeah. 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 You're not going to get just yeses and noes yeah. that are going to work for you. Yeah. But the good news is... Yeah. Yay. Yay. Silver lining. Yeah. You'll still have some fun. (laughs) Yes, definitely. That's what life's about. You still have some fun, but it it sounds like there's some inner work that needs to be done. And there's almost always inner Inner work that needs to be be done done as far as relationships. Yeah. Always. Always. Yes. Thank you. 
Thank yeah. you very much. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> and don't worry about the lamp and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, Great. so that's basically pendulum work, and I just realized that these things came with. So okay, okay, and yeah. so um the the next one was um just on the list. I'm looking down. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the only time we've ever had a list. <laughs> uh, Lenormand. Yeah, and Lenormand's a little bit different. I think that if you read Nathaniel Hawthorne novels, you will have a particular appreciation for Lenormand because it's a Victorian style of divination. It is not like tarot where it's open to interpretation. It's going to tell you, and if you keep asking, it will tell you to shut up. And I have seen this happen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now I have a question about the Lenormand. Mm -hmm. I, I have a deck mm -hmm. and I've used it a couple of times, but I'm not proficient in it. Mm -hmm. um, when you lay the cards out, can you do like a three or four card layout or do you do an entire where you lay them all out onto the table? I only ever do three or four cards and I usually do it in a cross pattern because this is based on a very Victorian Puritan Christianized system. Yeah, so the cross so, makes sense. So it's all about the cross and because it's a very restricted system, there are certain cards that will read differently specifically to each other. Like, if you see a ship with a clover, it means X, this kind of thing. So, would you like to guinea pick this one and absolutely, have a Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay. Let's see. Question. Ah, um, <laughs> will I get all of my projects done this weekend that I'd like to do? All right, so just shuffle like okay. you would a tarot card or a poker deck. I'm fine with either. And... For full disclosure, I'm still very early into learning Lenormand reading. Mostly I've just read a lot of Nathaniel Hawthorne novels. Oh, that qualifies you right there. <laughs> okay, well, good enough. Okay. And? All right, so usually I just do like a cut twice and then pull from the top of the deck that way. And it, I have psychometry so I can feel things vibrating and more than most people can for some reason. So this is generally how I know I'm getting the right card for those that would have that question. So, all right, if a fish, so we're getting 34. So you can see that, and this is nothing like tarot decks as we know them. And I have no idea how that's gonna show up on screen. If a fish far away will ruin your day, a fish nearby means sunny skies. So if you're working with water, but I would say that needs a little more context. Yes. Because it could be if you have to travel further to accomplish your goals, it might be harder to do. Uh, no, I'm. it's all at home easy okay. stuff. So. so based on that, I'm thinking probably yes, but we'll pull this one. So, and this is 35, which is the anchor. So that. That would be home. <laughs> that would also be home. Yeah, it would yeah. be a base. So this card brings comfort to those with sorrow. It is a warning to take care today and tomorrow. So in this case, I would interpret it as a very basic taking care of stuff around the house. And just one more, just to make sure it's very clear. And we've got 18, which is the dog, which loyalty. again, loyalty and home. So when the dog is nearby, this means your friend is true, but if he's far away, friendship may be through. Well, since this is all about staying close to home, then yeah, it's just a good day to stay home and do the work. Okay. So yeah, you're gonna do fine. I'm gonna get all my projects done. I'm so excited. <laughs> They're just sitting there, just waiting to be done. So. Oh my goodness, yes. I'm. 
I'm always super excited when I can finish anything. I know. It's terrible. I've got these. I've had been procrastinating on these two items for quite some time, and there's no reason to procrastinate. So I set aside the weekend for it. Oh, so. good, good. Yeah. I hope it works out well. I hope so too. I'll let you know in the next session. So for this next segment, we are talking about bibliomancy. Right, and she magically appears. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? We just keep her in a little pop-up box and then just crank her out. Yeah, and exactly, and she just pops there up. There we go. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, so, People are yeah. going to start watching this for comedy instead. <laughs> April's an expiring actress. So if you're actress, so if you're casting, <laughs> we'll make sure you're legit. But so bibliomancy is a form of divination that you can use literally any printed material. And you have a question and you can write, basically you flip through the book, you point your finger wherever it wants to point. And I will say you will occasionally get margins and blank pages. I didn't have a question. I got a margin. There you go. Possibly my subconscious at work. I never freaking know. Sometimes it's the universe's way of saying, oh, <laughs> or try again. <laughs> and when in doubt, try like three times. And if you get it three times in a row, it's a very consistent, oh, <laughs> oh. and sometimes that happens. So April had a question. Give yes. the book. So give you the book. I'm oh, okay. Give you the book. Oh. And so what was your question? My question is what advice would be beneficial for me um, in regards to my acting career. Nice point. Okay, and so what you got was Oriole, which is kind of burden. We're using a Dream Moods book because it's mm -hmm. handy for another seg part of the segment. You'll soon be singing for joy if you dreamed of this attractive warbler. It's pretty clear to me that that's a yes. <laughs> but the Oriole, you might actually want to look up, because this is actually a Dream Moods book, and I do not use these for dream interpretation normally, but I do use them as omen interpretation for waking life. Oh, mm. very nice. But nice. for you, the Oriole might is a kind of bird. You might want to look it up and look into their behavior okay. and take it on as a sort of talisman. Okay. And... I would definitely, what's coming through for me too is the fact that um, it's a bird and it sings and that mm. you're going to be acting and oh, so yeah, you're, yeah, going, to, yeah. you're yeah. going to be having to um, pay attention to your voice. Oh yeah. And yeah. with your voice acting. So. And you've been doing a lot of voice acting work too, mm -hmm. so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So cool. and so it looks like you've got a buddy on your journey now. Nice. So I'll look up or Oriole? Oriole. Oriole. Oh yeah. So it's like Rock and Robin, but an Oriole. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm going to get stuck with Rock and Robin in my head, so. <laughs> I use my powers mostly for good. Yes, you do. Mostly. Mostly. Um, one, one, do you have another question? Oh. Um, bum, 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 no, we bum, will not ask political bum. questions. We don't want to be sad. <laughs> um, where, what kind of area should I travel to? I've been called to travel recently. Okay. And she got the bathroom. And, I'm sorry. She got an omelet. A successful light omelet predicts a passing but passionate new love affair. A heavy flat omelet pretends onerous new duties, which will nevertheless nevertheless prove prove ultimately beneficial. Well, omelet's a French word. Yeah, I was thinking France. So Paris. if or Quebec. Oh. Oui. Yeah, and this is actually spelled with the American spelling, so maybe Quebec's a place to start. So this way you can comfortably adjust to people who don't speak English. Très magnifique. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all the French I know. That's okay. That'll get you by. <laughs> what is it called again? So this, this is, is called, called bibliomancy. Bibliomancy. Yeah, seriously, you could grab a stereo instruction manual mm -hmm. 
and use it for bibliomancy. You may not understand the instructions any better than when you started. <laughs> and it would be helpful to choose a book that you do actually understand, or at least have a vague traditional conception of. Well, wasn't it back in, in like in the olden days that they used to use the Bible for that? Yeah, the Bible is still actually because everybody used for that had a, lot. a Bible. They may not have had a lot of books, but they did have. Yeah, and the Bible is Bible. one of the first books that are a go-to on that. So. Some people just use psalms or use a favorite book of the Bible. We have runes. Runes, which... Neither, neither one. We thought about bringing in the runes, and then we decided not to. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against the runes, but... Um, they're they're kind of a Norse system. I do like them when I need a very clear answer, too. Yes. Because they, they can be even more blunt than my Toth tarot. Very much. They're, each, each rune has a specific meaning to it, and so there's no misunderstanding that. Yeah. Which is very, very useful. Also, runes can be adopted into... Tarot can be done this way too, but it's more common with runes is to adopt them to specific configurations for spell work. Mm. Oh, yes, that's very true. So, for example, if someone's trying to conceive, bringing in the fertility rune and maybe a few things related to households, mm. or bringing in someone who wants to bring in wealth can actually use Fihu. I think that's the cattle rune. And again, I'm Polish. Norse stuff isn't something I deeply align with. But I have an appreciation for it. And I think Carolina reads with runes, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. I believe she does. Yeah, um, so, I think that she works them into her readings so that if you want to, that she would, she yeah, would do that. So. so one of the members of the Mystic Dream Psychic Guild, Carolina, Carolina Amore, if you come in and ask for her and she's here every Saturday, mm -hmm. she will actually work in rude readings along with angel readings and tarot if you ask her. Yeah. Yeah, she does some beautiful mixed card readings too. Know, just a plug for her. If you, so. yeah, if you ever find her social media, it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> she like does like they're almost like vision boards every day. I know. Yeah, she does ten. It's a mixed media of what she's got down there. It makes yeah. it very interesting. Yeah, which also brings me back to tarot can be used for spells. One of the first spell books I ever succeeded with. Yes. Was tarot spells by Janina Renee. Hmm. And not only did it help me get better at magical practice, it helped me understand the tarot better. Because you actually had to do a little vision work with each card you laid out, and you had to do it every day until things came to pass. And using these specific layouts was a way of structuring energy into reality that I hadn't oh, fully understood yet. That's very interesting. That is really interesting. I like that idea, too. I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> yes, me, too. <laughs> so um, we also have uh, oracles. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm going to jump ahead and say candle burning as well okay so on oracle um i suggest you're the one who usually works the oracle deck so <laughs> this is your yeah there you go sorry i was using it for my elbow <laughs> so we get to use our crash test dummy one more time our lovely april she had no idea she was going to be in on this whole thing i had so. no idea no and and, <laughs> and, and, you can and see, as you can see there's nobody in the store tonight <laughs> and she's obviously very camera shy yeah not at all not at all so again, you know, um, with a yeah, and there she goes. Where'd she go? Where'd she Where'd go? She go? Um, just mix the cards up a little bit okay. to get your energy on them. Um, this is a, a really nice deck. I'm going to hold up the book and show it to you. It is the Fairy Oracle, Fairy's Oracle with Brian Froud. Um, I know a lot of people who are love this deck. It wasn't Brian definitely. Froud, the artist involved with designing the creatures in Labyrinth. Yes. Yes. It looks like it. So Brian Froud for David Bowie fans, he did very good things for us. Yes, he did. And so um, just a quick question, just a simple yeah. and quick question, um, and then draw one card. 
Any what, card. What's uh, my next month going to be like? Okay. What's July going to be like? Okay. And so what we got is number 32. I believe that that's correct. Iris of the Rainbows. Ooh. I'll show it to you guys and then I will hold You're going to have like a good time that. at Pride this weekend. Woo! And then we're going to look that one up. It's 32. Getting close. Okay. So um, it gives a very long and involved reading with these books. I'm going to hold it up and just show you that there's a lot to read. And I'm not going to go through all of that. What I will say is, is that it's hope and promise for the future. Nice. Is what that card means. Sounds and good. Uh, with this, uh, then it comes down and it gives you even more information and says that um, Iris tells us that light is breaking through our present darkness and that hope is a powerful factor in speeding up the process. There's an entire paragraph after that, but I'm going <laughs> to let it go. Um, so it's a very promising card. Nice. So I'll there you go. That and, more. I was, yeah. and I was thinking Iris is part of the pantheon of Eros. And she's also the rainbow goddess and gay pride is this weekend. Yes. Which is also part of the rainbow. It's people. all connected. Yes. It's all connected. <laughs> yes. Cool. So, yeah, that, that's uh, just using a and Oracle deck. There are several others that are out there. So what would you say the difference or advantage between an Oracle deck and a tarot deck would be? I would say that uh, the tarot decks are more structured. Okay, so um, with uh, when you're doing your layouts and everything, they're a little different than when you use an oracle. Oracle is, with each oracle, they have their own meanings for each card. Mm. So it goes into um, like a wider world, and it gives you different perspectives. So you might use one oracle and then go get another oracle deck and then try that one. And what you'll end up getting is several perspectives on one issue. Mm. which is it, really sometimes it's really if it's a very sometimes. if it's a very difficult situation that somebody's working through um, I highly suggest using three different oracle decks and pulling and asking the same question mm. and you will get three different angles or perceptions on the problem and how to solve it mm. which is really nice mm. it's really nice so that's my suggestion. Yeah. So along with that, there are other forms of divination. Um, candle burning? Candle burning. I know another one I want to mention because people will ask about it is tea leaf reading. Mm. Yes. And scrying because they're kind of paired. Yes. And these actually lead into the candle reading, which we will do mm. in the next. So thank you for sticking with us through the show. I know it's been a little bit longer than our usual. So for those of you with longer attention spans, congratulations. You made it this far. <laughs> for those of you that are just playing a game and listening, thank you too. Yes. So a couple things we wanted to cover before we went into our final, final piece is we wanted to talk about scrying and tea leaf reading because this is about basically it's more about intuition than yes. it is about any tradition or structure or artwork or reaction it's a, both are very internal processes absolutely absolutely um so with with scrying you know the first thing that comes to mind of course is the crystal ball um but also fire mm -hmm. fire is wonderful for scrying um and mirror and the black mirror and the I, black mirror I've, I've had scrying mirrors my first experience with successful scrying 
was actually fire scrying. And I actually think that's usually easier for most people. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I, I find it very easy. I love it, actually. <laughs> yeah, because all you do is stare at the flames and the flames will start to take shape. So if you think you've probably had scried before without realizing it, if you've ever laid out as a kid and watched clouds go by and seen shapes in them. You're scrying. Yeah, that is a basic level of scrying. It's if you want to try it on a nice, puffy, friendly, cloudy day, do not do this in a thunderstorm, please. But go lay out and watch the puffy clouds roll by with a specific question in mind. You will actually get some interesting answers. So you're just going to lay there long enough to see the clouds form. Yeah, <laughs> you know, years ago I lived in an apartment that had a four-story, a fourth-story balcony. Mm -hmm. And I was in Minnesota, and in summer, I was doing some work with air elementals. And there's one day where I just finished writing an invocation, and I wasn't sure if it was exactly right. And I looked out to see a cloud shaped like a man with a chariot of clouds rolling by as an answer. And so that was, would be yes. Yes. I believe it, it is was, working. They were quite happy with what I'd come up with. That's so. really very nice. Yeah, it was good to get some feedback. Yeah, it's always <laughs> nice to get feedback. <laughs> I'm a writer. I always need to have feedback. So um, what other, um, I, you know, we have tea leaves. We have tea leaves, scrying, and that also includes the crystal ball. Yes. And so the other, and this is actually a free service that the shop offers, is candle reading. And glass candles like these, so you'll see like the seven-day glass candles are actually something that came around the 20th century because people didn't really start putting them in glass candles until after it became easy to mass produce glass and cheap because if you've ever gone to antique shows and seen depression era glass one of the reasons that's considered so precious is at the time it was well it, it, they didn't have the resources to make the glass yeah now you can recycle glass it's much easier it's kind of cool one of the things they found is when you burn candles down in them, you could actually tell from the remaining smoke patterns how a spell went. Yes. And so because we do sell these candles and we do offer who do services and spiritual services at the shop and teach our customers how to do them, we also offer for customers that buy candles here, we will give you a free candle reading if you come back and bring in your empty glass jar. And so if you'd like to do a demo of reading, so this is an example of a really good spell. So yes. this this one worked really well um, that um, they they put herbs and oils, um, which is called dressing a candle um, and the specific colors um, and sometimes labels and prayers are things that are on there. Um, and you put your intention in um, depending on what it is that you're working towards. Then you burn them. It's basically a seven day candle. And with this particular one, this turned out pretty darn good. I would say that everything's working nicely. And how can they you might. tell that? Um, because it's relatively clear. There's a little bit of stuff around here and there's a little bit down at the bottom of that they might have a little more issue that they need to work through. Okay, and something- Can you see that? And I'm seeing, yeah, look, we can hold it closer to the can closer to the camera here. So something I'm seeing along here is there's a little bit of a leftover wax pattern or smoke pattern that looks kind of like a masquerade mask. Yes, very much. Uh, and so we would have to stop and ask whoever was burning this what the mask might mean to them. What the mask might mean to me is someone who is disguising themselves either for positive or negative reasons. Yes. And whatever it is, the fact that the candle burned this clear means that that disguise was relatively innocuous. But, and seeing these bits of glitter down here suggests that there was actually some glamour work involved. 
Oh, very nice. I wouldn't have thought of that. I would not have thought of that because most of the time when they dress the candle, they always put the glitter in. Yeah. Just so that you can see where it lands. It helps to Yeah, it to helps to help candle. you read those. Okay, so another thing I do, and I, kids don't do this at home because I'm going to have to go cleanse after this. I will actually stick my fingers down in the candle a little way to feel the motion and the energy. And so I'm feeling energy in here that's actually still moving. It's thicker, so there's still some magic going on. And it's like, it feels like it's humid, which, you know, this candle should be at room temperature. It's actually slightly warmer than the rest of the space, which anyone can feel, but I can actually feel kinetic energy and motion going on. So the spell is still at work. And that's been sitting in the store for some time. Yeah. This is good to know. And oh, this, this one. Oh my goodness. I'm not sticking my fingers in that. You're not, I would not stick my fingers <laughs> in this baby, but yes. look at the bottom. Yeah, it's and, pretty clear. And let's hold it up so you can kind of see. So, okay, you can't really see there. You can see from here, though, because you can see the ring Light of wax. at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> literally and figuratively, whatever's going on here. So you want to tell them more about that? Well, when a candle is burning like this, and they, and you can see how how much soot is there, there, it's working really, really hard. This particular one is Watchful Eye of Protection. And that means that this person, whomever they were, was asking for protection um, from evil thoughts or curses or who knows what they felt that they needed and they did need it because look at all the black going on so when it burns really dark like this it's burning through for you I and mean, it shows mm -hmm. you that it's working and it's at the end it ends up being pretty darn clear so it worked through a lot of negativity and, and then it came down into burning a lot clearer. yeah so it was also successful and some people may have some some questions about well if you're putting herbs and oils would that make it burn darker i will say if you're using <laughs> yeah that, that hurt herbs and oils too for some reason whatever herbs you add it doesn't make a difference i have added synthetic oils which probably shouldn't do but i have used synthetic oils or synthetic mixes it does not seem to make a difference in the way a candle burns it's not interesting though yeah which also because can because candles used for magical purposes have their own laws of physics that have nothing to do with the rest of the world always always have extra containment just rely on this especially if you're going to burn it straight down oh yes i, I always keep like those great big silver balls you can get from daiso mm -hmm. and put it in there so if the candle glass explodes which can mean something um, that's what i was going to say yeah. um i put um uh, sand in um, a larger jar about probably about this big around and much bigger all the way like a hurricane lamp size and then i stick my candle down in the center of that mm -hmm. so if anything's going to happen it'll be contained within that bigger and thicker glass um and you had said exploding glass i and i've did, had that i did a road opener uh with ganesh that works and um and the candle broke um it literally it it cracked the glass right in the center like this and it went out in a starburst and i got exactly what i was asking for nice so. but a little dangerous with exploding glass which... yes so you have to be careful you have yes, to definitely be careful. I, I have blown up many a glass candle holder in my day unfortunately oh good <laughs> and something else that you can pay attention to the way the flame is behaving while the candle is burning as That's well true. yes so the so these are good for after effects to see how the whole thing went if you're hearing a lot of cracking and sparking, if it's making noises, if it's changing specific colors, those can all be indicators of what's going on during the process of the spell. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, somebody um, I uh, had told me that if it's uh, making a lot of noise, it's speaking to you. 
yeah. that the candle is speaking to you. Yeah, which is not great when you're trying to sleep. No. <laughs> but they're saying something, so you should be paying attention. So. Yeah, and sometimes you light a candle and see it leaping and this kind of thing. And sometimes that means that there's spirits working with you or against you. It can be especially complicated if for no apparent reason you get two flames. Now, that can be good in a love spell because you're getting a twin flame thing going on, literally. But in other spells, that usually means something's working against you. Yeah, I've, I've watched the twin flame come up. And I, I think that um, I watched it go from a single flame into a twin flame. I wasn't doing this, this type of candle magic. I was using a regular taper candle. And it split into two flames. See, that would freak me out. You know, I, I almost expect it. Which makes which makes you go, you know, well, the candle's burning. You're like, what's going on? You know, but it literally did. It split into two flames like that. May I ask what you were trying to do? Um, and we, there was a, um, a guy that I was dating and we were working on a spell together. Oh. And um, and it worked, but it, it also showed up with a twin flame. And while we were sitting there around in the living room and watching the candle burn, um, is when it came up with the double flame like that. And I said, well, to me, that says yes, that we're working well together. Awesome. So, yeah, it was a long time ago, but I will never forget that. That was a f kind of fun. It was That's really cool. Yeah, because it was just a taper, an eight-inch, you know, tapered candle. Yeah, that, that's a way to get your attention. Yes. Okay, so that's everything we have for today. If you would like to get a candle reading, come and buy a candle. <laughs> come buy but a candle, burn if a candle, you do, bring it back. Yeah, if you do come by to the Mystic Dream and buy one of our candles, you can bring it back in. We can do a reading for you. And sometimes you may find that you need to find out a little bit more about what's going on and then the services of any of the Mystic Dream Psychic Guild are available to you. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you come down. Yes, thank you for watching the Psychic View. Diana and Christine are both available for consultations and bookings. If you wish to book a session with Christine, you can find her at hearttoheartchristinerossi.com. You can also connect with Diana at dianarachel.com or via her Psychic Life Coaching page on Facebook. Remember, Diana's last name is spelled R-A-J-C-H-E-L. Diana's book, Urban Magic, A Guide for the City Witch, is also available via Kindle, Nook, Scripty, or any of your favorite e-reader programs. Physical copies are also available from your favorite independent bookstore or directly from the publisher at Llewellyn.com. If you wish to see the original videos of Psychic Witch Talk, you may do so by finding them by searching for Psychic Witch Talk on YouTube. If you would like to support Psychic Witch Talk and content like this, you can go to anchor.fm slash psychicwitchtalk, all one word. Send us a message, ask about a topic you want to hear about, or click the support button to help us fund further creative productions. Thanks for listening, all you witch and witch-curious people out there.